0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the From the Finney podcast with myself, Jake and Ollie and Jimmy. In this episode, we're going to discuss the midweek win over Derby County and the Carabao Cup, the weekend's draw with Norwich City and a few other bits and bobs before looking ahead to the two games that we've got coming up. So yeah, enjoy. How are we lads? Are we good?
1: Yeah, really good. good. Thanks, Jake.
0: Good, good. Good to be back. Derby, we did say last week that they were apparently poor in their season opener. And that they, and in all honesty, they
2: weren't much better when we played them. Really, I think we played really well as well. To be fair, and I know obviously Derby got beat yesterday of at Luton, didn't they? Yeah. So their first three games of the season all been defeats. Um, I think it was good to see the high press back. Obviously, he made ten changes, bringing. I wasn't expecting to see Deck, um, but you could just tell we we looked better with him and Darnell in the back five. The
0: back five looked just a little bit more. Familiar, I think they probably felt that as well.
1: Felt stable. Yeah. So, Ollie, um, I'm surprised he, you didn't
0: take the opportunity to bang the Nathan Jones drum.
1: He can bang it himself, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Daniel Fisher made a big difference when he came in on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it was last week. Um, Tuesday. So you can it? just yeah, it's just a much better fullback than Joe Rafferty. Obviously yeah. got the goal. Got got the goal yesterday. Made won the penalty on Tuesday night and. Um,
0: Set up Barky as well for the goal
1: yeah, yeah, a little cushioned header So I think he's a big plus Obviously he's still got nine months left on his contract Not sure what's happening with that But I think because there's been so much focus on the other four I think um, people are sort of Forgetting ignoring how, I mean. how, how important Fisher is Yeah, I think he's a massive player for us
0: So would you, would you say, I think I saw it online
1: somewhere Would you say it's now the big five, not the big four? Um, I think it's like the big six now who else? I think Andy Hughes is out of contract in nine months, isn't he, as well? Oh, yeah. And then I think there's no other first-teamers, is there, apart from them six?
0: Josh Earls out of contract as well, but I suppose he's he? probably you wouldn't
1: consider him a first-teamer yet, would you, really? Yeah, I think he's got a little knock, but I think I think he'll earn himself a contract, to be fair, over the year. Yeah, Josh Hill, But we just have to wait. we'll just have to wait and see. But I think Fisher's a very important one, because obviously Derby have signed a right-back now, but I think there's a few other clubs in the league probably looking for a right-back. And Darnell's one of the best in the league for me. Yeah. I think if Norwich lost Max Ahrens as well, because obviously it's it's Max Ahrens, isn't it, that
2: they're looking to leave in? Yeah. Um, So I think, you know, that'd be a good fit for them. He rattled a few of their fans yesterday, even though there was only 1,000 in, which is good to see.
0: Yeah, I saw his um, uh, comments to Lance Live afterwards saying that they were giving him a bit of stick, so he he went and celebrated in front of
2: him. Yeah. But no derby game, I thought, you know, Barky's goal, early goal of the season contender. Quite clearly, yeah. and you know, always DJ's, good to get one in early, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think it's a great finish as well, to be fair to yeah. so, You know, I don't think any keeper saving that. And then DJ, obviously, it's probably going to be his last goal in a, in a North End shirt. And you don't want anyone else taking a penalty in sort of the last minutes of a game, apart from DJ. I think we've seen his record, it's like 13 and 13. He's yeah. had four, yeah.
1: I think he's really missed one impressive. in a shootout, hasn't he? I think he missed one against Bournemouth in the shootout a couple of years ago. But yeah, he's, but, uh, I think I think I'd I'd rather have him than Gallagher on a on a penalty. I just never think he's going to miss DJ.
0: Stone cold, isn't he?
1: Yeah, every time. Obviously, got a little groin strain now, so might be out for a few games. Yeah,
2: we're
0: just yeah, waiting I mean, to see on
1: that one, don't we? Yeah, in
0: all honesty, though, Derby, we we battered them really. Fifty-eight percent possession, sixteen shots to seven. I think it was six on target. They had one. Boy, it was obviously typical North End fashion. Their one shot on target ended in a goal.
1: Yeah, I think with Derby, um, you think if 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 you press Derby high, they've got no outlet up front. Obviously, they had Wayne Rooney up front.
2: He's not a and they tried to play- though,
1: is he? No, he's, he's a centre mid really. But they yeah. tried to they tried to play within the press rather than going over the top and just didn't stretch us at all really. So when a team does that, it works perfectly for us with high turnovers. And I thought, yeah, we just the intensity was seemed like it was back to a decent level.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just, I think the disappointment was the fact that it was another goal conceded from a cross into the box that we've not dealt with properly.
2: I think we'll come on to that again in the Norwich game because yeah, I think I think preventable goals are what cost us a little bit last season. Yeah. You know, in terms of easy goals conceded, I'm pretty sure it's just a bit of game management. Really, just deal with it. Just deal with the yeah. cross better. You know, we've yeah. seen that in the, in the first game of the season against Swansea. You know, we, we've had a chance to, to deal with the cross and we've just not done it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure the management will, will be aware of that. And it's it's basics, in it, really? But we're doing a lot of positive
1: things up the top end of the pitch and then keep conceding yeah. very soft goals. I think every goal we've conceded so far has been very similar. Pattern. I think it's been from a cross out wide and then failing to deal with the cross, basically. I think Bauer's been at fault for a couple. Um, so yeah, it's similar similar issues to last season defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's continued, hasn't it? Red card?
0: Yeah. Yes to a, yes to a red for you too.
2: For the guard
1: for Derby. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Stonewall wall one there. I don't.
1: Their, their manager had no complaints anyway. He was. He looked. He had a rough game. That the Dutch centre back. I think he was.
0: You said acclimat, it on, didn't a, you? Acclimat,
1: Yeah, acclimatized into the level. To put it lightly. Yeah. Looks shaky, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Maguire looks sharp again, by the way, against Derby. I think he's had a decent start to the season. Yeah, he's done well. Yeah, um,
0: yeah I think the, the other standout thing from the Derby game for me was the early subs as well. Alex Neil obviously saw that there was an opportunity that we, well, not an opportunity, but we needed to, to impact the game. And, and I think you could say that obviously DJ coming on, Barky coming on, Sinclair coming on, they all had an impact on the game.
2: I think he, he he had to make the changes, didn't he? You know, I think he's made the two changes for DJ and Sinclair like two or three minutes before we scored. Yeah. So you know he's been proactive. You know, as soon as they've gone down to ten men, then I think it's within ten minutes we've made the first change in Barkey coming on. Then the other two come on sort of five ten minutes later. So yeah, proactive changes. Don't well, he was that. he
0: was criticised quite heavily for not making subs last season. So I think credit where it's due.
1: Yeah, time. I think he made an early one against Swansea as well. Yeah, after we conceded, I think so. I think maybe we did we did level that at him last season. That it was one of his weaknesses, but maybe he's thought about that in the short turnaround. And I think obviously when you change a team like you did at Derby, you've got better options on the bench anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah, I think yeah, sixty minutes is about right. I'd say to make your first change if you're losing, especially when down to ten men. I think you have just got to make the pitch as big as possible, which I think we tried to do. And just you've got to be patient but move the ball intently as well, with intent. And I think I think we did that to be fair. And you could say it's fortunate that we got like a last minute penalty. Their their manager said it hit his head. To be honest, I didn't really see it properly on the replay. But I I thought I thought he went into it with his shoulder. Mm. I I think
0: in real time I thought it was a pen, but having seen a replay I don't I think it was a bit harsh, but I'm not complaining.
1: So we might have got a bit of luck of luck against Derby, but sets up a good um, potential tie against Luton in the next round, I think. That's Brighton first. Yeah, I think we'll do Brighton me on Wednesday. I think they'll make... Yeah, I think they made 11 changes against the uh, Portsmouth the other night and Portsmouth looked pretty shoddy to me. If they make 11, I'm pretty confident we'll do them. Yeah, we'll come on to that in the second half.
0: Yeah, so Norwich then. Uh, oh, oh, I think... It, well, it's not an argument to have. I'd say we were just about the better team overall. Uh, took a, an early deserved lead, uh, penalty. For you two? What, what do you think? It wasn't I'll just, I'll
1: just um, say now. I'll just say now, boys. I was in and out of consciousness at around three pm yesterday, so I didn't see any of the game. <laughs> um, but I didn't think it was a penalty. Looking no. at the highlights, I thought it was very soft. I think you see them. I think you see them not given at 90% of corners, situations. I thought Ben Davis, to be first bought a penalty. and it's one of them, took, that Sinclair's tucked it away.
0: For me, if that was in the middle of the park, it's given as a free kick. Yeah, absolutely. So...
1: I think, yeah, there, there is like an unwritten rule that if it's in the penalty area, it has to be more of a foul to be a penalty. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, I thought that was, again, I thought that was quite fortunate. So we've had two penalties in the space of a week, which I thought would both been quite fortunate. Yeah, I think the ref's position's all right
2: for the penalty now. I
1: think he's he's
2: in a position where I think he sort of has to give it because it's clear as day in front of him. that If yeah. you look at it from the ref's point of view, it looks like the Norwich players has gone straight through him. Yeah. Um, it well, it's, it's
0: raised hands, isn't it, to the back? So if he's seen the hands go up and sort of that motion to push him, then you can imagine, what you can see why he'll have given it. But
2: he gave replays, a lot of fouls he'd... like that yesterday. Mm. He gave a lot, like little nudges in the back, or you know, it, it was it was a bit of a stop-start game, really, in that aspect. Yeah, um, because it just it gave a lot of like niggly fouls. I think it was nineteen fouls in the whole game, and I don't really remember a bad tackle. You know what I mean? It's a it was just a bit of a,
0: a stop-start. Yeah, yeah. But
2: fair play to um, fair play to Preston yesterday. I thought they were excellent for the large majority. We we seem to switch off a little bit just before Dex' mistake for the, the the goal, and also second half when I think we're tired, you know, and yeah. changing the shape, going three five two, we, we were all at sea for a good ten minutes before we made the subs, and then I just don't think we really settled back down. You know, when when it has gone to two two, we've we've got back on the front foot. To be honest, it's become a really yeah. open game that last ten minutes, and we have had a chance to win it, but. It's just one of those games, really. You know, if anyone had said to us beforehand, you know, we'll get a, we'll get a point and we'll score twice away at, at Norwich, you'd have took it. Why did um, he change shape?
0: They they changed, I, didn't they? In matched them Yeah, up.
2: yeah. We both went three five two, and mm. he uh, was playing with Darnell as the right side centre half, and mm. it just limited us. I, I, yeah. you know, Ben was struggling with a knock, I think, by that point, and obviously he's gone off shortly afterwards.
0: Yeah. But yeah. It,
2: we just it just didn't feel like it was working. It wasn't sticking up top. And, Mm. you know, it felt like it was becoming a 5-4-1 as a shape rather than a 3-5-2. And I think the subs he's made have tried to sort of counteract the formation change. But, you know, Norwich on the foot by that point and it was getting to, you know, it was becoming a bit of a back-to-the-wall job.
0: I think think we had a couple of half chances that toward the end, I thought Potts made a nuisance of himself when he came on. He, he, he looked a little bit erratic, but I think overall he made a bit of a nuisance of himself. And could have, I think there was a chance played in, a uh, ball played in, sorry, to the box and he, he was maybe a yard or so off, off getting something on it and that was like 89th minute or something like that. And Obviously, you'd think if he gets a touch on it, it ends up in the back of the net. That's
2: three points. Yeah. It, the chances we did have were after it went to 2-2. I mean, they've equalised on what, the 85th minute and we've made those three subs all together on the 80th minute. So it's a little bit disappointing we've conceded five minutes after making the three subs, but Mm. it was probably coming at that point. Um, I don't have any complaints, really. I think, you know, it's Dex's first mistake in a while, but he made some excellent recovery saves that That. the one-on-one against Pookie in the first half and then the save in the last minute of the game is is sensational for me. I think Mm. it's an excellent save Um, because, you know, that goes in 93rd minute or whatever it was at that point. And you come away. Yeah, and you get beat 3-2 despite dominating most of the game you, you yeah. come away disappointed you know I've woke up this one and I sort of feel like we've we've come away and we've took some we've took I feel like we've took more than a point away from the game because of the performance
0: yeah I think the um, performance is key in it because last season especially at like post lockdown when football resumed early doors it felt like some of the some of the performances were a little bit sort of I don't, I don't really know how to describe and they were just off and then we slack. sort of grew we grew into it yes yeah, like and then we grew into it a bit more and it feels now like maybe Swansea yeah. game aside three games into this new season things yeah. have changed a little bit we look a little bit more intent going forward
1: mm-hmm. i thought that i obviously didn't see the game yesterday but particularly against derby i thought i could sense a change in intensity yeah and i thought i thought it was i thought it was interesting that he said Stockley would have started yesterday because i would never have Imagine Stockley starting at Carrow Road, given the way that we like to play, but obviously I'm not sure if that's... I'm guessing that's true if you said it, but it would have been obviously a very different approach, but just taking the point... You'd always take a point when you're at Carrow Road. It's one point from, from two games, but just to get on the board, score yeah, two goals. We're off the and mark, I think it was... Uh, I think we were 2.9 xG yesterday, so obviously take away the penalty, and that's 2.2 xG um, without the without penalty, so... Created by far enough. Highest it's been for us for a while, isn't it? Well, it's the highest
2: since Charlton away last season, XG wise. the the fourth highest since Alex
1: neil has been here. Yeah. So, which obviously, which is, you know, we've battered a few teams along the way, but to create that that much away at Norwich, it's, good. it's obviously very very positive. Yeah. So it it doesn't detract from the need for a couple of players, in my opinion, but. We'll just have to see on that one. But I think going forward, there's there's a couple of good games on the horizon now. Yeah. So ho- hopefully, hopefully we've got the Swansea defeat well out of the system.
0: Yeah, you'd like to think so after such a positive week. Yeah, I In think that was important. Obviously, obviously
1: on the field, positive. Yeah, that, I was going to say, I think that's important just to get that out of the system because if we'd have lost at Derby and then lost or got a point yesterday, I think the mood would be quite negative yeah. if, it, if, it isn't, if it isn't already. So, but it's, I think it's just, funny,
0: isn't it? Like how how a good performance or a couple of good performances can just lift the mood of people. Yeah, all right, It's not three points in the week against Derby, but it's through to the next round. It's a winnable tie. You've yeah. got the you've got potentially the carrot of a big tie in Man United after that. It's obviously going to lift players' spirits because if if you think if the players can't get up to win a game yeah. against Brighton to potentially face Manchester United in the next round, then yeah, why are you in football? If you, it's those those are the games that you look. Live to play
1: for, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, I think they played. I think they played on Tuesday night as well. So we'll know if it's obviously going to be United or, or Luton. But yeah. I think Alex Neal will look at it in the in the approach that we've lost one in four games this season. Obviously, beat Mans- Mansfield early on, so it's one defeat in four. And Swansea game aside, we've done all right in all and all well in the three other games. So yeah, we are we are a decent side. We all know we're a decent side. I just think we are just lacking that couple of players, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, isn't it?
0: Um, just before we you're... finish the Norwich game, the again, I think we touched on it with with the Derby game. It's a, it's a goal that's come from the second phase of an attack, and we've again not dealt with a, a ball into the box.
1: Yeah,
0: obviously you, you take Dex' mistake out of it, and it,
1: nine times out of ten, he probably deals with that. Yeah, but... still a header from a second phase. I think he's got a header, Ben Davis, Pookie. Yeah, um, I don't think then, he was
0: anywhere near Ben Davis. I think he was yeah. a, a few yards clear of him. Yeah. I and mean, it's pretty yeah. much a
1: free header. Yeah, it was, it was a free header. And then that was our two goals at clear in the second, mm-hmm. second goal. And then obviously, similar one to the story against Norwich, just completely misjudged
0: against a ball Swansea.
1: Across, but, uh, against Swansea sorry. but I think that's because I've had a few conversations about, about this with people. Because we set up so narrow the onus is on us to defend a box so when you set up as narrow as we do we can't afford to be half clear in things because we do it a lot you know it's it's a yeah. common trait I think the centre backs obviously do defend a lot of crosses because of the way we set up but I don't think particularly Ben Davies it's not his strength and obviously Bauer's been a bit off for me even going back since after the lockdown he's been a little bit off yeah you can go um, back to the looting game can't you yeah but it's been, it's been sort of a theme throughout Neil's well the last couple of seasons anyway how narrow we do defend because I remember so many times if if an opposition leave a winger really wide Fisher tucks in on the edge of the 18-yard box and then the winger tracks back and people at Deepdale very vocal about pushing out to your man Um, but it's just the way we set up but yeah I think I don't know if it's concentration or just like slicing at the ball to get it away but we just need to be a lot more composed in defending crosses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said that about story.
2: I think he just switches off a little bit. I think Pat's. one of those Pat. He could have just put his foot through the ball yesterday and cleared it. Clear it in the first phase. You know, just put yeah. it. Out, put it into touch. You know, because end of the day, you clear the danger. I know it might come back at you ten, fifteen seconds later, but at least you've got time to regroup at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's just a. It's just a little
1: bit, bit of a basic, but it's concerning that that's how we're conceding these goals at the minute. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, because of the way we settle, we are naturally going to concede more than the average team from crosses. Like You never see us get opened up throughout like the sort of middle area of the pitch. Um, but I think we are going to have to accept that we do invite a lot of crosses. But that is probably our main defensive weakness, I'd say. Yeah, so, I think
2: on a positive from yesterday, I thought Scott Sinclair had one of his better games yesterday. He was involved yeah. in a lot of what we did. 90 minutes um, as well. 90 minutes. If you look at average positions-wise, Iman Maguire are really Quite narrow. They look, as like the as nines. Um, so I know it was a little bit of a, f- a funny shape yesterday because Sinclair did keep drifting inside, and, and Barkie was staying wide. Well, as they, as they, they tend to do, the, to be honest.
0: They started on opposite wings as well, didn't they?
2: Sinclair yeah. on the right, and Barkie on the left. So I thought Sinclair had a good game yesterday. I know yeah. he scored the pen, but he's he's set. Well, he's played a big part in the
1: second goal. I think um, just 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 quickly on that. I think Sinclair needs those sort of passes. I think he's he's make, he, he makes them runs a lot. Obviously, we we know Ledson's very good at passing forward. I think Sinclair obviously looks better when he's when he's fine with them sort of passes. So I think just, I hope that's yeah. hope that's a pattern going forward because he's very sharp with his off the ball movement. Sinclair, yeah, Ledson was excellent on, yesterday.
0: I was just gonna say just on Ledson, it's worth giving him a shot. I thought he was man of the match for us.
2: Yeah it was between him and Darnell wasn't it? Yeah. Um I've I've a question to throw out to to you boys well about Pearson. Now, I can't work it out. I can't work out if he's taking it a little bit easy or he's making it look easy. <laughs> 'Cause I, I just I can't work I said this to someone yesterday whilst we're watching the game. It he just seems to be doing it going not through the motions, because that's completely the wrong term to use, but he's just I don't know. It I do not I don't I can't work out if he's just took the foot off the gas a little bit. Or if he's just making it look so so easy at the minute for him, because he didn't do anything wrong yesterday. You know, he's, he's not he's not really he's not diving into challenges. He's letting Ledson do that. I was going to say, I think, think Ledson is
0: is the big thing here because he he's doing a lot of the legwork. Mm. It's giving Pearson sort of the or it's allowing Pearson, should I say, to to I think you could maybe say take his foot off the gas a little bit and just concentrate on doing what he does and doing it well. Ladson's yeah. doing the dog work. He's running around. He's blo- putting blocks in. He's getting tackles in.
1: I think. I think when Ben Pearson's alongside someone like Paul Gallagher, you'll notice him a lot more because there's a lot more work to do. Yeah, yeah. I think with. I think to be honest, people have said for a long time, it's it's one or the other. But I think they do make quite a good pairing. I yeah, think, I think I, a lot
0: of people have still got this impression that Ladson's going to be Pearson's direct replacement. Yeah, they, I think
1: Ladson's well. a lot more dynamic than people probably give it credit for. Yeah. I think. Um, I think I think he's he's more similar to Alan Brown for me than Ben Pearson. I think he's just got a lot to his game. Yeah, Ryan Ledson. Um, and I think it, it it allows Pearson to do what he's comfortable, which is sitting in front of the back floor and you know not when Paul Gallagher's in the team, for example, he's all over. He's you see him on the left hand, on the right, and you see him sort of tracking Gallagher's runs. And I think when Ledson's in the team, he doesn't need to do that as much. So yeah. obviously, I didn't see the game yesterday, but. I know what you mean, Jimmy. I think post-lockdown as well, I thought that about about Pearson. But I think he mentioned it was about sort of difficult to motivate himself without a crowd, etc. So I don't know if that played any difference yesterday with a thousand people there. Obviously, I'm not not seeing it, but you'd hope hope that he's not sort of thinking about a move or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, I mean,
2: you look at his who scored rating, I think it's the first time he's scored below a six in a long time yesterday, person. You know, it's... I just I just watched it. I was like, I thought the same when I when we were playing Swansea. Just, I think it helps mm. him playing alongside Ledson, as you say. But I just can't work it out if it's him taking his foot off the gas or if he's just making if he's that good that he just makes it look so easy that yeah because he is that good. You know, we we yeah. know he's a talented player. I just yeah. I can't work it out, and you know, obviously. I'd, I'd say, for
0: me, there's a, there's a bit of both. Like I said, I think yeah. the fact that he's playing alongside Leeds allows him to sort of take, the foot off, take his foot off the gas and just focus on what he's, he's good at and doing it well.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what pre-season game it was, Jimmy, but I think it might have been the... She- I can't remember who it was. It was against the Premier League team, but I think we, both of us said he makes the game look so easy. I
0: think it was Sheffield.
1: Was it Sheffield? Yeah, I think it might have been, even against that sort of opposition, because some players who are just good, good at the game they just understand the game and they, they do make it look easy, but I think there's probably a month to go, maybe a bit less now of the window. It'd be interesting to see if he stays, if there's any change in performance, but sometimes that's subconscious as well. If, yeah. if your mind's elsewhere, so I'm not sure, but obviously DJ's got a groin strain. So <laughs> if, ben, if Ben Pearson's head wasn't in the right place, he'd have had a little bit of a thigh injury or something, wouldn't he? So, yeah. I'm, I'm not concerned about that but I think I think going forward I think if, if he does stay I think we'll probably see that as a as a partnership going forward quite a lot yeah. I think Ledson's going to be a, a big player because he's, he's a good player Ledson. I think he's added a bit of mobility to his game this season and obviously with an extra season experience you know actually you just improve as a player so quite positive about Ledson great pass as well for the goal yesterday
0: I, yeah, I would say but, that he's he's learnt a lot in his time here as well obviously he's had limited game time but he, he's, yeah, he's, he's probably had those moments where like the, the red card at Wigan or the red card at Leeds in the Cup where yeah. he's been able to sort of without having the pressures of featuring week in, week out he's been able to sort of maybe take a step back and think yeah, I need to sort, sort of
1: put my ideas up a little bit here Yeah, I think when you're that sort of player as well as sort of aggressive as he is when you're young you are going to make them kind of mistakes because I think yeah. Ben has made a few, hasn't he? And look how highly we all rate right? Ben Pearson. So, yeah. like you say, he probably has learnt from those, especially the Wigan one, which I thought was just madly out of control. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I think very positive about Leibs in this season. I think yeah. he came on leaps, leaps and bounds after lockdown, and I think he's continued that this season. So, down, so, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. high hopes. And obviously, it's great that signed a contract as well. You know, what, he's yeah. got another three years, hasn't he, now? So, yeah. you
1: know, he could be the next big asset. You know going yeah. forward, so fingers crossed. I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping by the way that we see similar from Harrop because that's what I was sort of expecting from Harrop this season, sort of similar progression. Um, but, more he, like, days,
0: but he doesn't seem to be getting much mm. of an opportunity in the league, but I suspect we'll see him again against Brighton on, on Wednesday.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think with that though, mate, I I, I I don't know how he could have fit in yesterday. Yeah, because true. Alan Brown had, had a decent game. You know, Sinclair and Barkey, he's not that type of player. He's a 10, isn't he, Harrow? And I think he needs to be playing quite close to whoever is the nine. And yeah. I, yeah, I just, it probably wasn't his sort of game yesterday, just because, mm. but I, I didn't think Alan Brown did anything wrong yesterday, to be fair to him.
0: No, no. Uh, last one on Norwich then. Was it two points dropped or a good point in the end? It's a good point
1: for me. Yeah, yeah. I think looking at the bigger picture, I think it's got to be a good point. Hundred
2: percent. Right. Especially because we could've, could have we could have lost all th- we could have lost that point as well. Yeah, if it last wasn't game, for debt. So, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a point gain against a team that's going to finish in the top two. So let's look at the positives. You know, not many teams are going to go to Carrow Road like we said before and get anything this season. So mm. the fact we've got a point point and, and, and take the good. game to Norwich like we did as well. Yeah, I mean, not not many teams will attack them on the front foot like that.
0: No. So, right, I think that's brew time, boys. Welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part, we've got some... Well, we're, we're going to talk about Alex Neal's comments from, from midweek. And we're going to look ahead to the Brighton game on Wednesday and the Stoke City game on Saturday. Yeah, Alex Neal's press conference, I think it was. Um, it was printed more in Lance Live. I don't think LEP covered it. And obviously the club didn't. But yeah, it was... Interesting to read, I think, is one way of putting it.
1: Yeah, I think it's got to the stage now with these sort of pre-game press conferences. It's not really about the football. It's about Alex Neil openly expressing his frustration at yeah. the transfer saga. And I think it's been bubbling for quite a few months, to be honest. There was hints of it towards the end of last season that we needed two or three more quality players. But now he's basically openly slagging the club off, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Um, well, just just for clarity,
0: yeah. Some some of the things that he said were it's extremely difficult to find those players to come for what's on offer. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the the type of players that he wants for what we're offering as a package, yeah. Um, I think he, he it was something along the lines of I don't just need another body, and I yeah. think he said I won't let that happen. Yeah. So. I think it was you in in the WhatsApp group during the week, Ollie said it, basically not
1: another Ripley, Janelli, Stockley, Rafferty, Malt. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We don't need those players. And I think this is the thing now. Behind closed doors, it might, you know, well, sorry, from the opening, Alex Neal has signed all these players and he really wants them. But these are all his sort of third or fourth choice targets. And obviously they've all come in. None of them have made a real impact and it's no surprise because it's they're not going to make an impact at this level and it's now got to the stage we don't really need any more of those players to come in yeah. because we've been saying it for ages, it's just false economy. But Jake, I think the most interesting comment was uh, when Alex Neil was saying he could ring up 10 clubs Put in yeah, a real I've, offer I've, and, I've got it here. He said, yeah,
0: go on. The, the easiest thing I could do is go to five teams in this league, put derisory offers in for some of their key players, and they'd laugh at me down the phone.
1: I mean, if that's not openly slagging off the club, then I don't know what is. Because <laughs> isn't isn't that's that, exact, kind, that that's kind of what we've done as well? Yeah, that's exactly what we've done.
2: That's exactly what Rangers have done with DJ and yeah. Bournemouth with Davis. Yeah.
0: so.
2: It's just very frustrating, isn't it? I mean, the way I read a couple of his comments was, I, I'm not being given any more crap players. Yeah, I'm I am. I am I I'm, I'm putting, my, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Yeah. I'm not having it. I'd rather make do with what I've got, you know, and, you know, we'll see where we go. And I think that sort of showed in the two performances, to be honest, Yeah, you know, this week. I think he's, he's, he's made the most out of what he's got. And if, if he's not going to get suitably back, backed, then... Go, day, he's, he, yeah, he, and he's going to do what he can. He'll do the yeah. best in the situation because he's got to look after himself. Let's be honest. Because then yeah. at day, Preston will be a stepping stone for Alex Neil. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a, the simple facts around it. You know, if, if Alex Neil can't get us to the Premier League, then a, another club will come in for Alex Neil and he'll try and get them there. And, yeah. and that's not me being negative. That's just me being realistic. That the fact that we are a very—I I keep saying this phrase—we are a very small fish in this pond.
1: Yeah, you know, I you'll have to yeah. look at
2: you know we got beat by Swansea opening day they're a team that's still in receipt of parachute payments they're still getting £40 million in TV money from the Premier League you know that's £40 million that we're not getting in turnover you know how and, and clubs expect and fans expect us to compete with clubs like that on, on signing players it's not it's, it's no surprise to me that they're able to sign a player like Morgan Gibbs-White mm. or you know beat us to Jamal Lowe or you know have a player like IU that's on reported over 50 grand a week in the yeah. championship you know how the hell can Preston compete with that and yeah. you can look at the owner you can say how oh, the owner should put more in but he can't put much more in due to FFP you know yeah. we can only make we can only lose 39 million pound over a three year rolling period you know I don't yeah. understand how people expect the owner just to magic money out of thin air
1: and it and a, a, a business that I think isn't isn't profitable
2: yeah
1: I think the frustration from me and from Few of my mates is the sort of erratic nature in which the hierarchy at the club go about things. They found eight hundred grand for Jamal Lowe. Um, they want a striker and they're not willing to pay more than five hundred grand for the for the yeah. striker. It's and we've heard rumours in the past. Obviously, Adam Armstrong, I think, made a club record bid. Obviously, went to Blackburn and then couldn't find the money for key for more. So, I think it depends what side of the bed Hemmings wakes up on. Um, and to be honest managing up is probably more difficult for Alex Neil than managing down because he's got a squad of players there probably 15 players that he absolutely loves he trusts he trusts them and he doesn't he doesn't need any more players who are going to be on the fringes of the squad like some of these players don't even get in aren't even guaranteed squad players for us he doesn't need any more of them it's and it it's just I can totally understand why he's being so open because he's clearly distancing himself distance in himself sorry from sort of the lack should, of ability any, to get players yeah because, should any
0: more sort of squad players come in
1: it's him saying now like, if it happens yeah. it's I don't want it and if and if we do if we get a few injuries and results go downhill he's distanced himself from obviously not being able to get players in because we, we know for a fact that there's been bids made for strikers in this window and they just know what we just oh, and they're just nowhere near what you'd expect for a Premier League ambitious championship club to be making. And Alex Neal's come out there and said he could make five bids at five low, whatever he said, five shocking bids for players. And he knows exactly what we've done. And yeah, I think he's just openly frustrated about the situation now. And I think most of the fans probably on his side in regards to this whole thing, but obviously we've still not signed a striker. Um, so Still not signing anyone, so I think Alex is just very. I'm not sure what the, what the right word is. Accepting of the situation now, really. Yeah, it just into the open. It's very frustrating. You can tell, can't you? I mean, it's
2: a. I think the word that I'd use to describe the squad is you know it's top heavy with mediocre players. You know you've got a lot of very average players in the championship there that not many other championship clubs would take a gamble on. You know, in terms of our mediocre players. Well, look at our
0: outgoings. Like, I mean, what? Led, uh, not Ledson, sorry. Malt was linked with a move to Salford City, was he, at some point in the last 12, 18 months? Ginelli's gone up to Hearts. Ripley was mi- linked with a move to Salford. Who else is there? Just M3 alone. The- where's the Championship clubs taking a punt? There isn't.
1: Graham, Graham Burke is now Graham playing Burt, back to Ireland. Yeah. Daryl Hogan went up to Hibbs, now at Wickham. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many players like that. Jaden Stockley, if you've got a move, it would be to a League One club. Yeah. Um, same with Joe Rafferty. So and Connor Ripley's not going to play above League One level, is he? So it's just it's it's incredibly frustrating. And when you look at the bigger picture to to be to be where we are, it's incredible, really. Yeah. Considering the players that he's lost as well, because we started this season, we're not really going to include DJ. It's another season that we've started weaker than the previous season, and I think that's happened two or three years in a row now. Yeah, yeah it's frustrating.
2: And I think you know this window. I mean, I look at the dates. You know, you've got till the sixteenth of October really for Premier League moves and into EFL moves. I think I don't think Premier League clubs have to register the teams and the the twenty five man squad until October the sixteenth, but they can't buy from other Premier League yeah. clubs or buy from Europe from October the fifth. So there's eleven days there that if a Premier League team suddenly gets an injury or hasn't has yeah. got a gap in their squad that's when they're going to come fishing in the AFL because it's the only place they can fish. They can't yeah. go anywhere else. So if we still got hold of the likes of Ben Pierce and Ben Davis at that point, yeah. then that's, that's when the club's going to come knocking in those last yeah. 11 days of the window. Which um, is an yeah.
0: absolute nightmare for
2: us. Well, yeah. it is and because I, th- I suppose you'll be able to see at that point which players are out of favour as well in terms of other AFL and, and Premier League clubs that we might be able to go and knock on the door for, but is if we're willing to pay the money. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's been the story for so long with this club. You know, it's it's always that if. And if we're willing to take the gamble if Trevor is willing to sign the paycheck on a signing, then we might give it a go. But I saw something lose. online
0: somewhere the other day. Um someone saying it's almost like Trevor thinks this is not verbatim, but along these lines, it's almost like Trevor thinks, Well, we managed to get McGee for however cheap a deal it was. And and that's sort of the benchmark that he set for himself. Like, we can go out and pay that, but get the quality for it. In reality, I think Simon even said it himself when he was on the podcast. That was like a a once-in-a-blue-moon deal.
1: Yeah. I heard heard the other day we'd made a loan bid for a championship striker who's on decent money and we offered to pay 20% contribution towards his wages. He's now moved abroad. Um, And... Imagine! Imagine another, another club coming in for one of our attacking players and offering twenty percent contribution. They're a direct rival for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just—it's incredible that we think by, and, and then we can say, "Oh, at least we tried." But it, it's just wasting your time trying with stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. that's another—that's another option gone. Lyndon Dyke scored again uh, for QPR. Kiefer Moore scored again uh, yesterday for Cardiff. So twice as well. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not like Alex Neal can't identify these players, it's just we can't get them through the door. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I quite like the fluid fluid front three of Sinclair, Barkey and Maguire. I think there's a lot of potential there, but we're three or four games into the season. When we get 25, 30 games in, that's when you need the options. Yeah. And that's when, that's when coincidentally, we'll, we'll come into a bit of a rut, but... It, well, like based says, off what like, we
0: said earlier, it might not even be twenty twenty-five games looking at the schedule. If we beat Brighton and then we're in the cup, you know, you're looking at that's the opening four or five weeks of the season. Back yeah, to back, I think. Saturday, Tuesday, or Saturday, Wednesday games.
1: Yeah, I think players are still, first couple of months, players are ready. Yeah, of course. Not, but what I'm range saying range is it
0: might, not, it might not get to 20 or 25 games because of how many we've got early doors. It might only be 10, 15 games, and, and you're already looking at needing to to switch things up and, and what are his options.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think what Jimmy said about the 10-day window or whatever for Premier League club signing, signing champion, I think that's, that's the 10-day window to really be concerned. Yeah, Because um, if a Premier League club comes in for one of them, we're going to lose a player and then we all know how slow we are at getting other players over the line. So that could be a bit of a mad scramble. Obviously, Keenan Davis now looks like he might be staying at Villa. Yeah, he's come Which out an and he wants
0: to fight for his place, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, so I think they were quite hopeful of getting Keenan Davis in. Um, and I think a, I think he'd be a very decent player for us, from what I've seen. But obviously that might be another option that's gone down the drain. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. A, a late loan might become available from Premier League, sort of under 23s or whatever, but he's it, getting to the to, towards a desperate stage now. I mean... We've had more or less two months, I think, to get a striker in. Yeah. Um. So it's it, it's 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 just very poor, and like you started on Neil's comments, just very openly frustrated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent.
1: And I think that just on something you
2: mentioned about the amount of games we've got to play. I mean, from the season starting on August the twenty ninth to the end of the calendar, year which is the twenty ninth of December, we've got a minimum of twenty five games. In that yeah. space of time you know we've got 22 games in the cup and then uh, 22 games in the league sorry and then tw- 3 games in the cup that's a minimum you know if we beat Brighton you can add another game to that if you if you get past United or Luton you can add another game to that as well so it's it's frantic it's it's going to be chaos you know and yeah. I think it's by the time the window shuts on the 16th of October we've only got 3 games between that that and the window shutting You know, we played Cardiff on the 18th and the window shuts that Friday before. So to only have Stoke-Brentford in the league in that time and then Brighton and potentially another cup game before the window shuts. We've not actually got that long now to finalise our squad, really. Hmm. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of the the fringe players will probably play on Wednesday night. You know, there's got to be outgoings. I think we all know there's got to be outgoings before there's potentially going to be players coming in, which is...
1: Friday, I think there's been, there's, been, there's been so much focus on getting someone in that people have seemed to have forgotten that we still got David Nugent on the books. Like he's still here. We need to get rid of him. He's on good money. So, I don't know. That's a bit of an issue in itself. And there's a couple of others that we were looking to get out. Um, I'm not sure what happened with Ripley now that Rudd's back. Um, obviously, Janelle, has gone. Um, but I'm just wondering if Louis Maltz going to be introduced as a new signing. So, yeah. I'll have to wait and see.
2: There was whispers weren't there, this week that obviously he's probably going to be due back end of October, start of November. Um, yeah, I just don't see it myself. So as much as I'd love it to work out for him, I just I, I'm massively concerned mm-hmm. if we're putting all our eggs in the Louis Malt basket. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's nothing to say he's not going to have another setback. You know, touch wood. I hope he doesn't because he seems like a lovely lad. But it it concerns me that we're relying on somebody that's that's not kicked the ball for 14 months. You know that's yeah. the real. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah, that's of the situation. a very long time. It's, it's a frightening yeah. long time. You know, it's going to take him three, four, five bounce games to get up to speed. It's going to take him even. Mm. You know, I think there's a mini pre-season He's going to have to go through, as well as quite extensive testing on this knee. Because end of the day, it's a career-threatening injury that he's got. You know, I, yeah. we can't be chucking all our eggs in the Louis Melt basket. Come on, that's just. It's negligent by the club if that's what we're going to be doing.
1: Yeah, hundred
0: percent. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not good. And. To put that pressure on him as well wouldn't be, wouldn't be
1: ideal. It's not fair, no, he's
0: not no. kicked the ball for yeah.
1: 14 bloody months. Yeah. Come on, guys. You know, it's you, like... I think, you, you, yeah, you'd class seven months as a long time out. Yeah, I never mind. If you double that, it's, it's, a, it's a very long time not to play football. It's a se- season
0: and a half, isn't it, basically?
1: Um, for me, I'd, I, I, I'd be writing off the season, like, I'd say the season were just for, for re- re-finding his, his feet sort of thing within the game. Um, and it, it, obviously he's number nine if he comes back and people are sort of expecting him to save our season. It's not fair on him. It's just no. not fair on him to expect and if it, that. If from it him.
0: takes him ten games to find his find his first goal, then Pete, it, inevitably our fans are gonna start getting on his back. The season we will can be hard for that time. No, we yeah, can't afford exactly. to give him that time. Yeah. And let, let's day. not forget we've no Stockley for the next two weeks either, so that's another striker light. So there's that's that even two more weeks pressure or on. One week. No, it's fourteen days, isn't it?
1: Is it? I I read Neil yesterday saying he'd hoped he'd get a test and be available for the next game. Oh right. I'm I'm not sure how it works with footballers obviously because of getting tests so often. But um, yeah, that 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 was not ideal. But yeah, it's just as an eleven, we are very strong. But we all know you need sort of twenty twenty players, don't you? Really, at least. Yeah. Um, and then. You know, it, it did sort of happen towards the end of last season. you got better squads coming to fruition towards the end and we just yeah. dropped away. So, you know, we've got to get to the end of this window and then it's a very quick turnaround to the January window. Um, so, it's the, the whole period is going to be a very unsettled period of time. Um, we, we know it's sort of a one-off season in terms of format and everything that surrounds the ongoing situation, but the problem just runs deeper than that it's just a hierarchical problem for me this and it's you know I can't see it improving anytime soon I think it's got worse to be honest um, yeah. over Neil's tenure but well yeah he's doing a very good very good job with with Given the players the he's gotten got to, to create an expected goals of around three yesterday at Carrow Road you know that, that shows how good, good he is at working with his squad yeah absolutely yeah,
2: yeah it's 11 weeks of turning around between the windows so and we've got We've got about seventeen league games in, in those eleven weeks as well, so yeah, you know we do need a, a squad in place, and I don't think it's it's massive. I don't think it's missing loads. To be fair, you know we know it's missing a number nine. It's been crying out for number nine for two and a half years, so I'm not going to beat yeah. that, beat that jump because it's been beat that many times. But it's not a million miles away. You yeah. know, if you can get a couple in, you know, and to, to improve the quality of the starting eleven, that's the key thing. Alex Neal yeah. ain't going to. He's not like we said before. He's not going to accept another, you know, average League One player to come in and try and impact the eleven because it doesn't and happen. You need someone that's established. Yeah,
1: and we, we could have because fans and I were just desperate for a signing. We could have signed. We, we could have signed some a League One gamble by now. Like we cut yeah. off.
0: Callum Johnson, by um, all accounts, was good to go, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, in terms of strikers, we we could have signed sort of, you know. Any of a handful of League One players and hoping it may step up, but it is just about getting the quality in now, which is why it's taken us so long. The Callum Johnson one's a weird one. I'm not, i not got a clue what happened there. But, but yeah, obviously, just I don't know. How to say it. We've said it yeah.
0: before and we'll say it again. It's just, yeah. just frustrating. I saw,
1: isn't I, saw, I saw, I saw a stat by the way the other day. I think 25 percent or more might have been 25 to 30 percent of all League games are being played in the months of December and January. So it's going to be absolute carnage. Yeah. It's next and you do need a squad. That's why I think the likes of Stoke, um, you know, Stoke, Cardiff will be decent because they've got depth in squad, I think. Um and that'll the depth in squad will come to fruition um over the next few months. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um Brighton game then. It's not a gimme, obviously not. They're a Premier League side, but I think you said before, Ollie, if, if they were to make eleven changes like they did against Portsmouth last week yeah. then.
1: Yeah, I just think oh, I think we're in a little bit of a good um, sort of routine with our fringe players, you know, because they've had a few games now. Obviously, the likes of Harip will come back in. Bayless has been okay. Obviously, galli will come in. Um, he might give Fisher another few minutes, I'm not sure, because of the injury. But, you know, I think there are decent options there. Potts will start. So, Brighton played the other night on TV. They look very average. Um, 11 strangers, I, I'd say, on a pitch. Um, Graham Potter's got a very distinct way of going about things and I, I, I like how they go about things and they have got they have got some good players but obviously it, it's one of them that could go either way but I think we'll know the night before so obviously if it's Luton then you've got a good chance of progressing to the fifth round and if it's United it, it's a massive game isn't it so yeah I don't think we can lose anything from trying to win the game. No um, definitely they not. Got, they, they got a striker by the way who looks very decent and I'm not even going to Attempt to pronounce his name, but I know what you mean. Um, he looked very good the other night. I think it's Giocares or something like that. I have, I have attempted it. I'm very sorry, um, <laughs> but yeah, he. I think he's exactly the type of profile that Neil be looking for. But yet again, I think Swansea are gonna probably get their Story of our that. but yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. I think it's 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 a good game to have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we'll make nine or ten changes ourselves. To be fair, I yeah. think, you know, you'll probably see Ripley coming in, you'll see Story, hunts. Hughes trying to get his left box spot back from Rafferty. Yeah. Um, I think Rafferty probably will start on the right, might give Fisher a break, especially after Fisher's only just come back from an injury. Yeah. He's got through, through 290 minutes in a week. So see Rafferty went off yesterday, didn't he, from what I remember. Pretty sure it was Rafferty and Davis that went off in the subs. Yeah, it was, yeah. It
0: was Rafferty, Davis and Brown that all went off, because I think Brown looked like he'd picked up a bit of a knock as well.
2: Yeah, so I, I, to be fair, I had Rafferty and Brown in my predicted 11. I, if Brown's got a knock, then obviously that'll probably change as well. But can see him starting Harriet Potts, Bayless, Galley, Bowden. Yeah. Every, everyone that was a sub yesterday, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, think if we, I think he we'll to get involved as well. Yeah, if he is, then great, because that means Bowden will probably drop back. I've got Bowden in a false nine at the minute, because we haven't got any strikers. Our, mm. our only striker option that didn't play yesterday is currently training in the gym or or doing what yeah. trying to find another club. So mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, not ideal from that front. But yeah, we'll what have it to is. see.
1: We'll have to see how DJ's strain is as well. I'm Not sure about that one.
2: Yeah, I had a message yesterday saying it sounds like it's bollocks. But I'm like, well, the way that Alex Neil came out after the game and talked about it, it was start sound like well. He might just be trying to keep hold of DJ. I don't, I can, I don't know. I, I yeah, can't see he... DJ staying, but I don't think any of us can see DJ staying. You yeah. know, but yeah. if he does, then great. If he doesn't, then so be it. So yeah. there's not much more yeah. we can say on that. Yeah. And um, there's a fee that the clubs need to agree. That's the that's the sticking point. From what we've been told, you know, everything else yeah. has been much agreed. Um, yeah. Well,
0: the, by all accounts, a player wants the move, doesn't he? You can't blame him, really. I mean, we covered it last week. You, you cannot blame him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. else to say on it for me? I think it would be a good move for him. Um, yeah. But yeah.
0: Hopefully, Brian, predi- hopefully Brian we- predictions
1: then? I'm going to go 2 1 PE. I'm going to go the same.
0: I'll go a win on penalties after a 1 1 draw.
1: Hopefully, hopefully we do play Luton in the next round as well.
0: You're not, you're not going to bang that drum now?
1: No, and obviously, one of the best teams in the Championship come to Deepdale. It's just. A good game for the boys,
0: Stoke City. Then obviously the next league game, back to back home games as well. So no, no travelling around the country, especially not to Brighton. Yeah, and up to Stoke or down to Stoke
2: again. Um,
0: yeah, tough one. Yeah, obviously. Yeah,
2: I think they've got a great squad on paper, haven't they? Yeah, got, um, a good win in the cup against Wolves last week. Um you know, drew the first game 0 nil with Millwall, which to be fair, you going to Millwall it's probably a good point.
0: O'Neill um, well, looks yeah. like he's starting to get a bit of a tune out of them as well.
2: Well, yeah, I mean it's three clean sheets to start the season for. Them. Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. they kept clean sheet against Blackpool in the cup, against Wolves in the cup, and then Millwall away. So yeah, it's going to be a tough game
1: yeah. for us. And um, us think- not beat around the bush. Yeah have we all got Have we all got Stoke top six? I have. Yeah. I've got. Um, I think defensively, when uh, when O'Neill went in there last season, I think for expected goals against I think they were second behind only Leeds after he went in there. We got a good win there. I think did you go down there, Jake? Did I see you down there last season? Yeah. yeah. I think we got a good we got a good two nil win down there last season. A couple of set pieces, if I remember correctly, maybe corners. But right after, the, yeah, yeah, they're they, were, they were very solid side, um, and and like Jima said, they got very good squad of players. So. Uh, Yeah, it'll be a very tough game, but
0: you know we've gone to Norwich
1: Fisher and McLean as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's. Well, I'm not sure if he's still starting, but if he isn't, because they've signed Danny Fox, uh, Morgan Fox, sorry, from Sheffield Wednesday, who's a sort of left wing back. Um, But yeah, we went to Norwich yesterday, had a good go. so
0: no reason why we can't do
1: it again. Yeah, absolutely. Predictions?
2: I think it depends on what we do midweek. You know, I think it's it's, it's a tough one really because. They've got—I forgot who they've got midweek because they obviously they're in the cup as well. Um, they've got Gillingham at home, so they'll probably rotate as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know they've got Bristol City this afternoon at two o'clock, so it'll be interesting to watch that against Bristol City. Um, obviously we don't mm-hmm. know really what to expect from them under a new manager, so probably be, be glued to that game rather than the Premier League game at two o'clock, just to see what what they're about. Yeah. Um. I think it's always interesting when we go up against a team that's 3-5-2 because Alex Neal's got to make a decision this week about whether he's going to match them up or if he's going to play his usual shape. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't think we've got two strikers available. That's the only thing. Who do you put up with? Do you put Sinclair and Barkey? Do you go with uh, uh, Maguire and Sinclair? Uh, There's much muchness in it, really. Who you put up there? As long as you keep the fluidity of the, of the team. Yeah. I think it might be really, a start in our
1: usual shape, and then if it's not working, yeah. then he's got the opportunity to change it. Yeah, I I really like us when we play against the back for, uh, back three when we've got Barky um, sort of running from the third centre back and behind the middle centre back. thing. that's very effective, and we've had a lot of joy against the back three in the past from sort of them out to in runs in behind. Um, so I think he'll probably go with the usual setup, um, but yeah, we'll have to see because. Before the, before the Derby game, I would have predicted like a, a sort of comfortable Norwich win yesterday. But after the Derby game, you get a bit more confidence going into the weekend. So if we beat Brighton, we'll probably be quite confident going into the Stoke game. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, two good, two good championship sides on Saturday. It'll be a good game, I think.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. No predictions then? I'll
1: say, I'll say, I'll say 1-1 now, if we have to say, but yeah, that's, we'll have to wait and see.
2: I'm going to say draw. I don't know what draw, but it depends on this week, mate. It's it's, yeah. it's a week. It's a week away. I, I mean, if we had no midweek game, it'd probably be easier to make a prediction. But you know, yeah. Stoke have only played one league game at the Tam recording. You know, we're recording this first thing on Sunday, so let's see how they get on this afternoon. And yeah, we might just put our predictions on Twitter or something, mate. That might be easier once we've uh, yeah analyzed the week. So. Fair
0: enough. Yeah. So if you're not following us on Twitter, uh, we're at from the finish. So just keep an eye on that. And uh, give us a follow, we're not far off 2,000 now, either a couple of hundred, I think. Which isn't too bad for two numpties and a tactical genius.
2: Oh, I got called, um, this is one for you, I got called a no all yesterday. Oh, did off. you? Yeah.
0: Who was that by?
2: I'm not going to embarrass them on there, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I'm sorry, I'm I've surprised. been called
1: that hundreds of times because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah. have you two Thanks. got anything else you want to add? Um, no, nothing for me. Just, just like to reiterate. Hopefully, we get get looting at home in the cup if we get through.
2: No, just uh,
1: drop your drop us your reviews and your uh, your likes, and
2: obviously we've got our uh, supporter feature on Acast, so yeah, that link, drop us um, drop us a couple of quid to. Uh, oh, you've got a new job now, now Jake, haven't you? So I do have you know, a new job, fine. and yeah,
0: there's um, some good news on the website. Finally, I'm hoping to have it done this week.
2: Wow, so it took three uh, months since since the injunction came in when we had to remove everything. Uh, yeah, so the, the supporter no feature
0: that
2: you are. There was no injunction. No, there yeah, was there no wasn't injunction. i yeah, just that make was, a joke.
0: That was an injunction in inverted commas, but obviously no one can see it. Yeah, so the, the supporter feature that Jimmy mentioned, the URL if you want to drop us a couple of quid, uh, anything's appreciated is just supporter.acast.com forward slash from the Finny. And as I say every week, if you're a small business or if you want something plug in on the podcast, then just leave a message when you make the donation and we can sort that out. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for listening to episode five of the From the Finney podcast of this second season. Is it um, five episodes in? Yeah.
2: What do you reckon yeah. we're going to get to about 50,
1: maybe 60 episodes this season?
0: I think we were just over 50 last season, weren't we? Yeah,
2: it's a lot of talking, in it? A lot yeah. of talking.
1: Nice one! I can't wait to listen to the episode uh, tomorrow because I can't remember a thing that I've said today. So, cheers, lads!
0: (laughs) Cheers, mate! Cheers, Jimmy!
1: Nice one, boys! See you next week. See you later.